Is it recording it? I don't think so, but it just says Skype recording. Like when I exit out of Skype onto my home screen, it says Skype recording. Oh yeah, right. Um, yeah, that's anything that uses audio in the background shows up with that red bar at the top. But it actually says recording. Right, right, yeah, and that's um, it's the application name and the word recording, and I don't think the developer has any control over what it says there. Oh. So anytime you request background audio, it will say that. So like, if you have you purchased Audio Bus yet? No, not yet. I have to get on that. Mm. So if you purchase Audio Bus, when you you first open Audio Bus, and then you go into the applications you want to use with it. Mm-hmm. And uh, so as you're switching between applications, you'll see that red like Audio Bus recording thing all the time, even though it's not actually recording anything. Oh, I got you. All right, I was I was curious. I was like, that's very strange. I'd not request it. Yeah. That's actually kind of the perfect introduction to this episode, though. Are we recording right now? Oh, we are. Let's just uh, <laughs> let's just use all this. <laughs> See, Jeff, you always. Re- I feel like you're. Uh, I feel like you're. Rec- you try to record me to catch me in things. I, th- I think I feel like all of our conversations are recorded now. No, I mean I'm not trying to catch you in anything, but I do have Skype configured so that um, the Skype call recorder starts up anytime i have a skype call it starts recording and oh so you're trying to catch everybody no I, I mean, <laughs> you are the only person i talk to over skype and like it's the, just for this you're so. like the fbi bugging phones <laughs> yeah um but it i've got it set so it auto discards anything under 30 seconds and then so if it's something i know i'm not going to capture i'll just stop the recording and it'll throw it away if i do mm. it in the first 30 seconds but otherwise i'd forget to start it so Fair. Well, I suppose that is a good as way, a good of way as any to start the start this episode. Yeah, uh, a little well, inside baseball. <laughs> well, welcome back to Analog Bias, everybody. Um, you'll be happy to know that if you tuned in last week, uh, you're not not going to have to deal with us sober again. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I am actually drinking again this week. I don't know about you. Are you, Jeff? Uh, I am. I have a glass of Jack Daniels here, and I can hear the ice cubes moving around in your glass. <laughs> I'm just drinking a screwdriver, nothing fancy. I got home from work, and that's when I, I tried to figure out what I had lying around. So, you know, it works out, and uh, you know, nice and sunny and refreshing. But you don't have to deal with this sober. And this week, we're discussing the fact that uh, I got an awesome birthday present well, I was partially discussing this but i got an awesome awesome birthday present yeah and uh i, I got an ipad from my awesome fiance mm-hmm. and uh it's basically revolutionizing my life it's one of those things that you're kind of sitting there you're like yeah it's frivolous and superfluous until you actually have one yeah and then you realize how indispensable they actually can become yeah very quickly they become a very uh very powerful tool mm-hmm. um what is that noise in the background, though? It's probably the ice cubes in the glass. Yeah, it's like a constant background noise. <laughs> I'm drinking a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I'll cut this part out. Yeah, you can if you want. I don't really care. Um, but yeah, so they, it, it, my iPad has quickly become indispensable mm. uh, for everything. I mean, first of all, because my computer is so goddamn old that you know it's it's been blue screening every like like twice a day at this point. So, I mean, it's like, that's, that's not good, but it's just also become, uh, you know, a few episodes ago, we talked about music programs on iOS and I suppose I didn't really have a full appreciation for how incredible they really can be. 
Yeah. But also in turn, uh, I, we, we were just talking about this the other night, is that instead of buying a, an interface exclusively for your, my, my laptop or your actual physical computer, they actually have interfaces out now that can go between your iPad and your computer. Right. So, yeah, going back to episode one, we had talked a bit about what sort of equipment you should consider buying to use with your computer. And now it's been completely blown out of, out of the water and it's completely changed. Yeah, yeah. So I guess um, if if you're looking, anybody listening to this, looking for something specifically for a computer, definitely go back and check that out because it's still a very valid conversation. But um, with the revelation that Keith now had an iPad, he was trying to figure out what to do. And uh, we both started looking into audio interfaces that would work on either device because the iPad seems like a more reliable computer for you at the moment. <laughs> um, Which I don't know if that's sad or awesome. I'm, I'm really not sure, but yes, mm-hmm. my, uh, my computer is definitely on its last legs and it's basically just a giant external hard drive at this point. And my iPad is very new and very reliable. Yeah. 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 And, uh, you have the latest one, right? I, what, I think, yeah, it I think has it's the, just called the iPad, but it's it's the fourth generation iPad. Mm-hmm, and it has the new fancy uh, uh, charging plug or whatever port. Oh, yeah, the lightning connector and the retina screen and all mm-hmm. that stuff. Yeah. Oh, it's incredible. And I can't wait for the new uh, the new iOS to come out. Mm. I'm, a, I'm a huge nerd. Yeah, yeah, we can't. I've been playing with it, but I can't say any more than that because of the NDA. So, <laughs> um. Yeah, so uh, I guess just kind of to quickly rehash the things that you were thinking you wanted to do with the interface, you you basically wanted to be able to capture like an instrument and maybe like a vocal or like maybe two instruments or basically like, yeah. one to two things at a time. Imagine me by myself in my room recording some really heartfelt folk songs, which probably would never happen, but that's kind of the idea, singing, playing something, whatever. It's like I, wa- I want to be able to do to be able to connect a microphone or have a microphone to be able to plug in a guitar and to really be able to actually, you know, ha- have a decent level of recording. That's going back to episode one, but have a decent level of recording. Yeah. And, um, with all of the programs on iOS, uh, that you can get for the iPad, you know, GarageBand being the most basic one clearly, mm-hmm. but everything that we've talked about in the past, you know, you know, from audio bus to funk box to everything, you know, you really, you have a really interesting, you know, the, on SoundCloud, I think you referred to me, referred me to people who are making iPad music. But yeah. I don't actually think it's necessarily just iPad music anymore. I think that the iPad has be, actually become a different computer system of just recording your sounds. It's not just iPad music. It's just oh, yeah, yeah. No, I, I totally agree. I, I was just saying, go to SoundCloud and, and search for anything that was made on an iPad. And what you'll find is like a level of production that you probably are not expecting exactly and that's what i've been finding again this is only i'm like a week deep into this if not less you know well more actually just a few just a little more than a week deep into this and you know i'm just really impressed i mean given this is like the you know most brand new ipad that's out there so i'm sure that there's a lot of you know if you have the ipad 2 i'm sure you can still do things but it's not quite as you know fluent or fluid but uh you know i'm i've just been terribly impressed with you know how 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 incredible the software is for it 
you know, yeah. for like, you know, five bucks a pop. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a, uh, it is $5. I'm happy to spend. So right. Maybe, exactly. Yeah. It's like five bucks. It's, it's, you know, it's five bucks and I'm a pretty frugal person, but, um, if there's a Old tool, tight out, button. yeah, if there's a tool out there that is well reviewed and, and looks like it would help me a lot, you know, five bucks is nothing. Somebody spent a lot of time making that. So I've, I've, I've been impressed. That's, that, that's what I'll say. I've, I've been very, very impressed with the, with the level of, uh, you know, programs and, and the level of, you know, the ease of use of all these programs. And it is, you know, it's always $5 that I'm willing to spend and that you're willing to spend. But mm-hmm. yeah, especially when you look at like GarageBand as a whole, is like, is it still five bucks or is it up to like 10? No, I think it was like five or six bucks. It's, it's pretty great, honestly. Yeah. And you and, bought it a while ago for your phone, right? And it just works yeah. on your iPad? Yeah, yeah, yeah it exactly. Works, it just works on my iPad. And yeah. truthfully, it's, it's one of those things that it's like, yeah, it's like people, when you have a computer, you kind of scoff at GarageBand a little bit because GarageBand has come with Macs since, you know, whenever, years and years ago. But when you really look at what it can be used for, it's super helpful. I mean, it really is. You can just record to it. You can record whatever you want to it. It's a very, you know, easy, you know, you know, non-complicated sort of platform that you can just get ideas out. And not just ideas, but you can get pretty good sounding um you know, f- full songs on it. And, you know, it's not, it's never going to be the same as going into, you know, uh, you know, a massive studio, but yeah, whatever. It's like, you still get really good ideas out and, you know, you don't always have the money to get into a huge studio. Yeah. I actually don't even know if I've been, uh, so did I tell you that when I edit these, I'm doing that in GarageBand? Oh, really? You didn't tell me that. Yeah. And the reason is, you know, I, I'm a pro tools user through and through, but um, until Pro Tools 11, which is brand new and will be an episode, I think, for an, a show very soon. Um, until Pro Tools 11, they didn't have offline bouncing. So when you wanted to export your your session at, down to like a single file, you had to play through the whole thing in real time. And wow, for yeah, for a three minute song or a five minute song, that's no big deal, right? I'm always happy to hear it one more time. Uh-huh. But for forty-five minute podcast, I just don't have the time, and uh, I'm I find editing in GarageBand very frustrating compared to Pro Tools. But the time it takes me to putz around and figure out the editing in GarageBand is still a huge savings over having to wait for Pro Tools to bounce it in real time. Right. So, right. but with Pro Tools eleven, we finally get real time bounce. So uh, I am downloading that tonight and uh i'm gonna get myself steeped in it so that we can talk about it in the near future <laughs> well congratulations for your uh for your win with pro tools mm. <laughs> but so anyhow maybe well two nights ago we were talking and we were talking about all the possibilities that we could have that i could have with this with this ipad and we I mean i don't think that i I'm not saying that you discovered it for the first time. I'm sure you knew well, well about this from many moons ago, but I discovered for the, for the first time that basically everything that we talked about, especially the two major ones that we uh, interfaces that we talked about in the very first episode are available uh, in models that you can switch easily between your, you know, your main computer, your laptop, you know, desktop, whatever, and your iPad. Yeah, so those are what the two things that we were really looking at was something like the Focusrite Scarlet 2i2 right. for you, which was mm-hmm. like 
two mic pre's and two outputs USB device for your computer. Um, and then the, and that was like $150, $200 price point, something like that. 150, Mm -hmm. I think. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, and then we said, you know, if you want to go up to another level and still stick with that sort of device, but with a really high quality input, something like the Apogee Duet is, a is just an excellent device. And it's the same deal, two inputs, um, USB device to your computer. Those things, uh, actually the Duet might work with iPads now if you buy the newest one, um, but both both of those manufacturers make devices that are very similar that will run on on both platforms, right? And so both of them run on, they both run on both uh, on, on both platforms. And and but what we were looking through is that we we found the um, Focusrite, which still is you know you know less than half the price of the Apogee, and a and a great a great interface sounds great, you know. Doesn't look quite as nice as the Apogee, but it sounds great. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and and I'm a sucker for aesthetics, uh, you know, it's, which is a shame. But um, the one thing that was interesting was that you know if you get the focus right, you clearly have to go through the same process as you do with the focus right for your for your you know the the right the, not with the iPad in the sense that you have to get you know mic stand, mic cables, microphone, right. Um, so but, and, and what we're talking, just to be clear, what we're talking about right now is the am I jumping? Focus, well, it, I just it's the Focusrite iTrack Solo mm-hmm. is, is this box um, for that's interchangeable between devices, and the only trade off, the only real trade off that I saw between that and the Focusrite Scarlet Two I Two is that the Two I Two has two mic preamps, and this iTrack Solo only has one mic preamp. And the second input is an instrument input. So you could still plug a guitar into it and hook a microphone up to it. Um, it's just a little bit more restricted. It's not as versatile as two inputs that can do whatever you want. Right. Yeah. Right. But the, the so then, so you have that, you have the focus, right? Scarlet that, that, that has the one input and you can hook a mic up. Right. So that, that's the focus, right? I track solo. I track solo. And then, <laughs> On the uh, on the Apogee side, you have what is what is the exact one called? The exact model called? So what we were looking at you know, in the when we first talked about this back in episode one, we were talking about the Apogee Duet, which is two inputs. But um, the thing that's sort of the equivalent to this Focusrite iTrack Solo is the Apogee One, which can handle one microphone input and one instrument input. Right. Um, but so the Focusrite iTrack Solo is 150 bucks, same as the Focusrite Scarlet 2i2 for the computer only. The Apogee One is quite a bit more. It's like 350 bucks. It is, but at the same time, included with the a- Apogee One is a built-in microphone that apparently has been getting pretty good reviews. Can you yeah. corroborate that story? I certainly haven't heard it, but um, while we were looking this stuff up, I was poking around on the internet, and everybody seems to be pretty pleased with its quality uh, in terms of you know just kind of putting it out in the room and grabbing a quick sketch of a guitar or using it for podcasting, that kind of thing. Everybody's pretty pleased. So, which which is interesting because then, so for for me, 
one of the big boons of the, uh, and I did just say the word boons, of the uh, iPad is the uh, portability. Clearly, that's why people get it. You know, it's super easy to carry around. You just throw it in a bag. You know, you don't have to have, you know, protective cases. And I mean, well, in the case of my computer, mm. you know, yeah, I, I pretty much, you know, have to, you know, lift weights for a week before to, no, it's not that bad. But <laughs> the thing about it is, is that with the Apogee and the iPad, then I don't, you know, I, I'm looking for portability and ease of use and, you know, just to kind of be able to go anywhere with it. And if I, if I were to get the Apogee, I could, you know, sure, it's, you know, what would we say? It's all $200 more expensive. But then, yeah, you, yeah. but then you factor in the fact that you don't have to buy micro. If, if you want to use the built-in mic, which apparently has been getting pretty decent reviews, or at least use the built-in mic for now, you don't have to you know, buy the cable and the mic and, and everything like that. So that takes you down about, you know, 100 bucks that, that, yeah, yeah, right, that, right. that you can save on that. So, you know, you're spending roughly... 80 to 100 dollars more for everything built in but the ease of portability for the apogee for me seems really cool yeah Yeah. so the portability thing is something i I guess in my head when i think about using an ipad with an audio interface right i think about the ipad as this really portable device like it's a couch device i'm going to sit with it on my lap on the couch right Mm -hmm. um it's really easy to move around so one of the things that I was a, a little disappointed with with some of these iPad audio interfaces is that the iPad can't provide power to them. So you have an iPad, a cable that goes from the iPad to this interface, and then you have to plug that interface into an outlet, and then you have whatever you're going to connect to the interface connected to it. So it's like it's not something that's workable for just sitting on the couch in my mind. Right. Um, and, and that's a, a disappointment, but one of the things that was really cool about the Apogee one, as opposed to the Focusrite iTrack solo is that you can put double a batteries in the Apogee one. Right. So, so you can plug it into power, but if you're in a situation where that's just really inconvenient or, uh, you know, it, it's not going to work for you, you can put double A's in it and, uh, it'll get the job done. I mean, so, all in all, even though the Apogee is, you know, significantly more expensive. I mean, you know, $200 more expensive is, you know, at the outset seems seems like a lot. It's like for all of the benefits of it, it seems, you know, for the for iPad use, really, it actually seems like a pretty uh I don't know, I would say a, a, a pretty smart option. I mean, how do you feel about that? Yeah. Um there are a couple other really cool aspects to it. You know, we said it has this built-in mic which my immediate concern was now you're going to have this microphone sitting on the table in front of you when we try and podcast and we're going to get even more like room sound and it's going to be a step down. Um, but it comes with a mic clip so you can still attach it to a microphone stand and treat it like you would any other microphone. Um, so that sort of alleviated that concern for me. Yeah, I mean, in which I mean, and, and then Apogee, just in general, from what I've you know gathered from you, is 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 a really, I mean, so, so is Focusrite. I'm not I'm not talking shit on Focusrite clearly, but it's like you know <laughs> is you know a really reputable company. So if they're making a built-in microphone, they're not going to make something that's a piece of shit. Yeah, yeah. right. It, I think uh, the built-in microphone is what they've staked 
the reputation of this device on. So I think uh, it's definitely going to carry. It's going to take care of itself. It's going to it's going to pay for itself. Right. So I think that. I mean, just as the interface is concerned, I'm really pleased with the fact that they're. I'm probably going to go with the Apogee personally, mm-hmm. but I'm really pleased with the fact that there is so ma- there there are so many options. Yeah. You know, for 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 something with, with, with that that connects to the iPad, I'm yeah. I'm 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 really interested in that, and you know, and and then on top of that, I'm I've you know we've already covered the iOS software, so we don't really need to do a re- we're not so lame that we're going to rehash or such a recent episode right now, but yeah, I think that I mean all the software on the iOS has been really interesting and really cool to me. I mean, and they're they're coming out with new ones every every single day. Yeah, so um, there is. There was one other consideration that I just wanted to mention, which is the uh, I haven't seen any of these interfaces for the iPad or iPhone that are using the new Lightning connector. Mm. They're all still thirty-pin dock connectors, and uh, you mentioned that your your iPad has the Lightning connector on it. Um, so you're going to have to budget or plan to buy the thirty-pin connector to the Lightning connector, right? And I was a little concerned that maybe there would be a compatibility problem there because my understanding is that not all of the functionality of the original 30-pin port is replicated in that connector. Um, but according to the websites for both uh, manufacturers, that's no problem. If you spend the 30 or $40 for the adapter, uh, you, you'll be all set. Well, that should be good then. I mean, and, I mean... I always hate having an extra thing to buy like that. Not not because of frugality or anything, just because I think it's annoying. I feel like that they should update that. But I'm sure that, you know, within the next I mean, because this is the way the iPads are going, they're not going back to the thirty pin connector, clearly. Right. Um I'm sure that eventually they're gonna come out with the uh connecting cable that actually just goes to the lightning port and I'm sure that they'll offer that for separate sale as well. Yeah, I don't see a reason with the focus right they're using some sort of proprietary connector on the back of it. So, I'm not sure what they'll do, but with the um Apogee, it looks like it's just a pretty straightforward USB connector. So, they may very well offer uh that USB to Lightning connector. I mean, theoretically, could I just use the usb to lightning connector that's comes with the ipad no because that is not the same usb port that's on the back of the apogee there's different usbs there are there's usb is actually a surprisingly confusing spec there is um you know like when you have a usb printer cable and it has like the square connector at the one end and the rectangular one at the other Mm mm-hmm um, that's one type. And then there's all the mini and micro. And I, I want to say that, so, you know, if you, if you grab the, uh, lightning to USB cable that came with your iPad, mm-hmm. um, the end that is the lightning is the end that you would need to be the connection that goes into the, um, into the Apogee one, uh, not the other way around. It's a, mm-hmm. it, I, I don't think that uh, that you're going to be able to find adapters to make that thing work. Well, that's a shame. Eventually, they'll come out, though. 
yeah, I'm, I'm sure you'll see something eventually. Um, I think we pretty much covered the whole thing. The, I guess the only other thing I wanted to mention was these interfaces are pretty, um, pretty robust, you know, pretty capable. If you're looking for something more straightforward, um, or something simpler, there are a lot of these little instrument jack input devices like the iRig or the Apogee Jam, where all they have is an instrument jack, but you can connect them right to your iPhone or iPad. Um, and, and those are great too. There is a distinction though to, to be careful of when you're looking at those. Some of them connect to the three and a half millimeter jack and actually take advantage of the microphone input from your headset. Mm -hmm. Um, And some of them connect to the dock connector, either the 30 pin or the lightning. And the distinction is that the, the devices like the Apogee jam that connect to the dock connector can be much higher quality than devices that connect with the three and a half millimeter plug. Because the three and a half millimeter plug is relying on, um, Con- signal conditioning and A to D conversion that is designed for um, like Siri quality speech and tele- telecommunication speech. So limited dynamic range and other things. Typically, there's a pretty high noise floor coming off that input. Um, whereas something like the Apogee Jam that's using the dock connector doesn't have that noise floor or limited dynamic range problem. So uh, something to be careful of if you're looking at the the simpler uh simpler level of device i don't know what the right word is <laughs> well i think that you know i'll go ahead and say it when we talked about the ios programs i was i was invested i was invested <laughs> in that in, in that episode now however i'm significantly more invested you had me fooled if you weren't invested. So. <laughs> I was invested, but now, come on, I have the iPad. It's sweet. It is. It is, and uh, I think you're going to find that it's just awesome in terms of pointing it out and sketching it at a drum beat somewhere or you know whatever you have in your head. Um, well, I, I downloaded Funkbox last night, I'm pretty sure. Yep, Funkbox is a great little tool. Yeah, I think I got drunk and downloaded that. I can't remember if I actually downloaded it, so I'm going to have to check that out later. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Um, but yes, so I'm, I'm excited for everything with it and I'm excited to get this interface. I'm excited to actually sound like a, uh, a competent audio technician now when we have these conversations. I am excited for that as well. <laughs> well, I think that, you know, we successfully, I think for the first time have come in under half an hour, Jeff. Just barely. Um, yeah, we should wrap it up now though. So we don't, uh, blow that out of the water. I know, I know, because we had an uh, over an hour epic last week or a couple weeks ago. Yeah, that was a marathon. That was a marathon. I'm still recovering from it. <laughs> well, I'll drink more Jack Daniels and you'll be fine. So for uh, Analog Bias, I'm Keith Reed. I'm Jeff Botton. You can uh, find us on Twitter at Analog Bias, or you can find me at Jeff Botton. Am I at Keith Reed or Reed Keith? I forget every single time. I'm pretty sure it's Keith Reed. Awesome. Yeah. I don't know how I got so lucky with that one. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, you, you didn't th- score KeithReed.com though. Nah, there's a preacher and a baseball player and all sorts of stuff that ha- that, that that are out there named Keith Reed. I don't know how I got the Twitter handle. Well I mean, done. Clearly, I don't really use it very often. So <laughs> maybe somebody will offer me a lot of money for it eventually. Yeah, you never know. Doubtful. Yeah, doubtful. All right, man. Well, have a good night and uh, 
let me know when you get the Apogee one and uh, have some fun playing with your iPad. Will do, Jeff. I'll talk to you soon. All right. Bye. Later.